The title of today's message is Steps of Faith. Steps of Faith. What does that even mean? What does it mean to have steps of faith? What is the significance? What is the importance of having steps of faith or walking by faith? These are the questions that I want to ask you. I want you to start pondering on at the beginning of this message. Let's start. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5. For he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Hmm. Let's read that again. For he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. This verse alone is loaded. Now, one of the first verses I read in the New Testament when I first came to faith was this one. And I got connected to the word adoption. I was adopted. My parents had me in Nigeria and literally within days, weeks, like um, a family in Nigeria said, listen, we want that guy, right? So I literally came from Nigeria, weeks old, and stayed with my family the family that I now know. But what's so fantastic about this word adoption is that it's not the word adoption that I know. The Bible says that you have been adopted to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. Now, my mother, who I consider my mother, she's not my, bio my biological mother, I didn't come through her womb. I was adopted. So legally, they owned the right to call me their child. The difference between that type of adoption and the adoption that the Bible's talking about is this. You are no different to God in Christ Jesus. You are not from another parent. Your father is not the devil. Right? You are fathered by God himself. As if God, I know the women will catch this, the men will think, ah, what's this guy talking about? As if God had a womb. You have to think that deeply about it. As if God had a womb and you came out of the womb of God, that is what it means to be a child, a son of God. According to the Spirit, you are one. So this word adoption is slightly different to what we may think it is. And it is actually connected to spiritual maturity. You are born a child of God for the spiritual maturing process to take place for you to realize in your own eyes that you are a son. Which means automatically there's a difference between being a child of God and there's a difference between being a son of God. The question then, for, therefore, must be this. Right now, am I walking as a child or am I walking as a son? What's so fantastic about this whole idea of being a son is being a son is someone, yes, who believes in Jesus Christ, hallelujah, but they're also an heir. Hmm. 
Let me tell you about my life a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Hopefully my mom's not watching. Hi. Okay. So when my adopted parents adopted me, my dad was doing well. Gone are the days where you're buying property in West London for, for £2,000, which he did, right? Now God knows how much the house is worth. But because I am legally his son, that house on on a inheritance basis, a portion of that is mine. It wasn't dependent on how well I'd done in school. It wasn't dependent on how many friends I had, as if, as to when I get it. It is my birthright, when my mom and my dad pass away, it's mine. So inheritance is a very important thing for you to understand in this. Because you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a child of God. Because you're a child of God, you're a son of God. And because you're a son of God, you are an heir to the king. So here's a new question for you to write down. What's my inheritance? The concept of inheritance is very important in the Bible and refers not only to the passing on of land and possessions from one generation to another, but also to the earthly and spiritual gifts which God plans to give to those who are his children. Meaning this, there are gifts, there are blessings, there are positions, there are jobs, there are wives, there are husbands who are called for you to take hold of because that was God's inheritance for you. Now, one of the most interesting things about this is just because you are a child of God, who has access to an inheritance, doesn't mean you will take advantage of the inheritance. So a new question must be, how can I find out what my inheritance is? And what must I do in order to take, to have access, uh, to take, the word in the Greek is katalambano. And what that means is to take by faith what is yours. But in order to take what is yours, you must have eyes to see what is yours. Amen. When you're walking in the spirit of God, you're going to walk in your inheritance. About eight years ago, I met a guy, and his name's Bolu. He was the guy who, his child just got baby dedicated. And what's so interesting about my friend Bolu is the moment I spoke to him, I knew this isn't a normal guy, number one. And number two, he's not a normal friend. That's positive connotations, by the way. I knew there was something of God. It was a divine connection. Ever since that day, consistently, we've been in contact. Constantly. Building each other up. Part of my walk, 
as I was walking with the Lord so well at that time, was to find out that he was part of my inheritance. Meaning, the Spirit of God has friends for you to have. And if the Spirit of God has friends for you to have, then the enemy also has friends for you to have. Who are your friends and what means did they come to be your friends? What is the fruitfulness of that friendship? And if it's not fruitful, it may be time to cut it off. God speaks. You, we are called to believe. I'll say that again. God speaks, we believe. I'm going to say God speaks, you say we believe. God speaks, we believe. But if we're upset, if God speaks, do we still? We do. What happens if I'm not feeling like it? What happens if not enough of my friends are following me to believe in God? It doesn't matter. Because when God speaks, we believe. And when God speaks, you have to understand, he speaks beyond your situation. He speaks beyond your circumstance. He speaks beyond what anyone has said to you. People doubt you, it's fine. God's words will never talk about that situation. But when God speaks, we believe. And believing always requires steps of faith. Irrespective of where you are right now, you have been called to believe when he speaks. So if you are here and he speaks, remember, he's never going to be talking about this situation right now. But he will be talking about that situation over there. That's who you are. And the moment you start believing who God says you are, guess what? You start taking steps of faith. You start believing. Romans 4.17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed. Listen to this who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. So that means God doesn't care about what your situation looks like. He can change it. And if he's spoken it, we believe it. Let's talk about Gideon. Gideon, he was an Israelite. He was hiding in the mountains, hiding from some type of the ites. Who knows what ite it was, but it was one of the bad guys. And the angel of the Lord spoke to Gideon and said, Mighty man of valor. <laughs> I wasn't there, but I'm sure Gideon was thinking, Mighty man of valor. Do you not see where I am? I'm hiding, scared. People can't see. I'm so high up. I'm in the mountains, bro. And the reality was, what God said was so different to Gideon's situation. But Gideon believed. And the situation changed. 
The one who was in hiding was the one who brought Israel in that moment of time to a form of salvation. So here's a new question. What is God trying to save you from? What is God trying to deliver you from? What does God want you to believe? What are you currently believing that is affecting where you are and how you see from where you are, i.e. your perspective? Is there a chance that God wants you to see things slightly differently? If you buy the new phone, it won't change your situation. If you buy the new wardrobe, it's not going to change your situation. If you try to acquire a new group of friends, it may not change your situation. But what will is believe in the word of God. We always talk about the, the devil distracts. Let's make it very simple what he's trying to distract you from. He's trying to distract you from engaging with the word of God because from that place, faith comes from. So if I, being the enemy, can distract you from engaging with the word, then you can't believe. And if you can't believe, you remain. And if you remain, everything stays the same. Guilt, shame, condemnation, everything stays the same. Come to church on a Sunday. Pastor Andrew, how are you doing? Good, you're still the same. Why? Not because God doesn't love you. Not because God doesn't care. But you haven't opened your ears to hear. Let's take a cellar moment for just five seconds. Open your hearts right now. God's speaking to you. Don't allow the situation in the last week, the last month, the last couple of months to continue to be a situation in your life. Believe. He's speaking. God's word, when accepted, affects your steps. That's worth writing down. As we continue to talk about the word inheritance, my brother Bolly's got two children. Psalms 127 verse 3 says, Behold, the inheritance of the Lord are our children, the reward, the fruit of the womb. Part of his call as God brought him into earth was to marry his wife, to have those children, and possibly more. Will it be a blessing for their family? Absolutely, 100%. And in fact, we prophesy right now in Jesus' name that these two children of God will be mighty men and women revealing the glory of God to their schools, to their homes, to their friends. They will be culture changers because the culture of the kingdom of God shall, shall overwhelm them and affect their actions and their words. That prophecy I say to you all, Your inheritance is something to fight for. Understanding that adoption is more about your inheritance. Remember, the word I was talking about, adoption, it's not about coming from another family to, another, to, to a new one. No, adoption is spiritual maturity. 
You've been given the Spirit of God so that you, the believer, can allow the Spirit of God to convince you, transform you, change you into believing that you are who God says you are, which is the Son of God. The words, this is for the, those who love a bit of Bible study. If you go to uh, Google when, you're, when you have time and Google the number, the Greek number, G5207, G5207, the Greek word connected to it is the word huos. The English word connected to the word huos is son. Some translations will say children. I want you to understand what that word huos or English, the English word son means in Galatians 3.26, which reads, You are all sons, huos, G5207, of God through faith in Christ Jesus. That word huos is this. This is, what actually, this is what it actually means. It actually means spiritually matured son who reveals the father. Wow. So a son reveals the father. Romans 8.14, for all who, have, who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. That's not if you're born again, guys. There's going to be times, unfortunately, where we, are not, we don't allow to be led by the Holy Spirit. Facts. And in those moments, there's going to be behaviors, there's going to be jealousy, there's going to be lust, there's going to be greed, there's going to be pride, there's going to be fear. All of those things are a reality when you walk outside of your sonship calling. But God's mercy and grace is ever available and ready for you to take hold on. Listen, when one of Bolu's children fall on the ground, do you think Bolu gets upset and angry with the child? And if he did, we would really have to lay hands on Bolu, <laughs> right? I'm pretty confident that Bolu picks up his child, dusts him off or her off and says, come, let's keep walking. If Bolu, a mere man, could be like that, how much more would God the Father be when we stumble and fall? Is there a possibility in your mind that God is more loving than you think? that God is more merciful to you than you think? Is there a possibility that God likes you more than you like yourself? If the answer is yes, your hearts are open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You are a son of God. Even though you may be walking as a child, you are a son. If you want to change your behavior, change your beliefs. Convince yourself on the word of God. Don't convince yourself on the words and the conclusions based on the observations of your situation you're going through. Don't do that. Because your situation or people who aren't walking with the spirit of God, they're never going to tell you the things that are your foundations that you should be standing on. Let me tell you about my sister. My sister's Nigerian, obviously. And um, she's like, I think 15, 
20 years older than me. And she was the first child. Now the Nigerian women in the building will know where this story goes. How my mom raised my, my sister, first child, my mom was fresh in the country at this time, right? Was at the age of seven, my sister could cook. Any meal that my mom had cooked, she could cook. Take care of her younger sister at the time. Memorize phone numbers. Remember when we had to memorize phone numbers? <laughs> she could clean, clean anything, everything, wash clothes, everything. She could do everything, right? My mom trained my sister. So when my mom wanted to go away, ah, God, social services is too late. When my mom went away abroad, right, my sister could look after whoever was in the house because my mom had trained her. My mom was a tutor to my sister. My mom was discipled by my, my sister was discipled by my mom. My sister was the heir to the family. Listen to where this is going. Because she was the heir, the next in line, if the head left, the next in line would be ready because she was trained well enough to take the position. Now, if you have eyes and ears to see and hear, you understand the same process is true in the spirit. God is trying to disciple you by his spirit and through his word to transform and change you, to position you, to walk in the inheritance and the blessings he has for you. And if you don't go through that process, unfortunately, you are not going to receive the very things he's crying out for you to have. So who told you that being born again and walking the world like the old was enough? Is God full of love? Is God full of grace? A hundred percent. If you sin, will it turn God's heart away from you? No, but it will affect your heart towards God. It will affect your heart towards yourself. It will affect your heart towards people. So in short, you just realize sin doesn't affect God, it affects you. And it's affecting of you affects your ability to receive God's love. God wants to disciple you. He wants to train you. He wants to position you to receive your crowns. In heaven, there's going to be a time when we, it's called the beamer seat judgment, and we are all going to be rewarded for the works that took place in your body. Some people think, oh, Andrew, you're, doesn't that sound like works? Those works that he'll reward you for are only works that you could only have done by his spirit anyway. So in short, you're rewarded to yield and fall in love with God. And from that place, you do what the spirit of God would guide you to do. Amen? I want everyone to know this. The Holy Spirit is the great teacher. He's the one who you should trust. He'll tell you what to do. He'll tell you what not to do. He'll tell you who to be with, who to trust, who not to trust, who not to be with, what to buy, when to buy it. I'll tell you an interesting story. I was praying hard. 
I was fasting and I went to America. I was fasting, so you have to understand, guys, I'm a foodie, I love food. And I went to California and I thought to myself, I am going to eat so much. This was like two months before. And God had a plan for me. He said, no, I want you to fast. I said, no, no. And by the way, it wasn't a break at six. It was a complete fast. I said, my father in heaven. Long story short, I was praying to some some life situations. I was about to buy a car at this time. So I went to a church. Don't need to name the church. It's fine. From that church, I went to a Bible kind of like conference that they had. And what was really interesting is this. Before I left, I asked the Lord, Lord, can I, I want to buy that car. I heard, I think I heard, I think I heard the Lord say, don't buy it. But you know when God says, when God says no, and it's against your desire, that's when you start binding the enemy. I said, devil, I bind you. What? I get to the conference. I'm thinking to myself, when I get back to London, I'm buying that car. It doesn't matter. I sit down. The main speaker comes in. He makes an example. Shall I tell you what his example was? He said a ridiculous example and says, it's like buying a car at the wrong time. Don't buy it. I said, oh. I couldn't deny it. But because I positioned myself to hear the Spirit of God, he gave me a double confirmation. I said, okay, okay, right? Now, the reality is, guys, is this. When we open ourselves to the Spirit of God, it allows us to take steps of faith. Hmm. 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says this. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. He's talking about inheritance. You can't even perceive what he has for you. Not just in earth, your life on earth now, but in your life to come. How can you find out? The next verse says, For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person, which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand these things freely given to us by God. So the main, perp- the main person in this walk isn't the Father. It's not Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. As I welcome the worship team back onto the platform, I just want to encourage each and every one of you that though some of you may not be aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit with you right now, he is with you right now. I want to encourage you that if you open your heart, put down the anxieties, the fears, give it to him. Meditate on his word. His word will produce faith in you. And when it produces faith in you, you'll be able to take steps of faith. When you take those steps of faith continuously, you will be walking on the journey that God always had for you to walk down. It's a narrow path. 
you couldn't have done it by yourself. But we thank the Lord that you're not by yourself. We thank the Lord that you are a blessing. We thank the Lord that he's giving you his life so you can walk with him in your life. I pray for faith to increase in this church. I pray for God's inheritance that he has for each and every one of you to be known by each and every one of you this year. And when it's revealed to you, believe it. In Jesus' name.